Hey guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. Do I have some tea for you guys today? T-E-A with a capital on everything. I have such a huge episode, so much goss about everyone and anything and a number of bombs that I have been waiting to detonate for quite a while now. They have honestly been leaking ammonium nitrate in my pocket for a long time. So let's not waste any more time and get straight into it. Actually, before we do, just a little disclaimer slash exciting news. This is the very first episode in about, what, four months where I will not be mentioning Bryce Ruthven's name. And that is a milestone in itself that needs to be mentioned. Coming up today on this juicy jam-packed episode on Australia's number one TV podcast, we've got some busy batchy babes locking lips at once again the scene of the crime. You all know where. Mr. Percival's. There are big updates on Below Deck Australia unfolding before our very eyes. Who's been approached and who doesn't want their time in the sun again when it comes to the Australian casting of X on the Beach. CEO super spreader Kieran Stott is once again launching back onto our screens, but which show is it and which girls will fall for his charismatic fuckboy antics? All of the exciting news around our batchy babe, Brooke Blurden, and who just missed out on the spot of Australia's most eligible bachelorette. Bella Varellis proves once again her struggles with <laughs> CMYK, mixing up her Pantone shades yet again whilst making light of fertility struggles. Big yikes. Plus, Jake and Sophie, an update on the ever-unfolding drama that I had the hot scoop for last week. For such a short amount of time, there is literally enough dirt for me to keep digging on that saga for years. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Let's get into our celebrity sightings of the week. You have all been very busy little FBI agents as usual. But hey, what's new? Spotted, Bill Goldsmith, the so dramatic spy said, lol, I don't know if he's relevant anymore, but Bill Goldsmith sat behind me at Death and Taxes Bar in Brisbane, getting very handsy with a brunette lassie. (laughs) He had an iron grip on her leg, lol. Seemed like a date of some kind. Look. I just hope they had a connection stronger than a 5G tower. Spotted, Batchy stars, Charlie and Narenga, locking lips at Mr. Percival's, the scene of the crime once again. If I do not get a full-time sponsorship from this bar, I will be rioting. Spotted, Real Housewives of Melbourne stars, Janet and Gamble, filming the show in Port Douglas on Wednesday. A second person also spotted them filming in Cairns at the Crystal Brook Flynn a day earlier. So it looks like Real Housewives of Melbourne might be relocating. They're going national. Watch this space. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now, this is a little bit of a weird flex, but bear with me. Exciting news about X on the Beach. Now, this is a popular British reality TV dating show that films overseas. However, they have been busy recruiting Australian reality TV stars to star on the series. And they have asked a number of our biggest TV names. 
So Dramatic can confirm that the following people have been approached to star on the series. Jessica Power. I am told that Jess turned down the offer because she was actually in a relationship with rapper Filthy Phil at the time. And she also apparently had better offers on the table for other shows. Watch this space. Kieran Stott was also approached, but more on that in a minute. More Married at First Sight stars who were asked to star on the show are, drum roll please, pause for dramatic effect, Michael Goonan, his ex-girlfriend KC, and his ex-wife Stacey Hampton were all approached to star on the new series that is being filmed later this year and capitalizing on their messy love triangle that's played out in the headlines. Now, Casey said that she would do the show on one condition. She would only do the show if Jessica Power <laughs> wasn't on it. So once Jess pulled out, it was all systems go. However, one thing that threw a spanner in the works for this little situation was Stacy. She has apparently had to pull out of the show due to her recent charges for breaching COVID restrictions, where she faces a fine of up to $20,000 and two years in jail for each count if she is found guilty. Scandalous. Now, Stacey is still keen to go on the show, and apparently she's working very hard behind the scenes to make it happen. However, I am told that her ex, her baby daddy, was not too keen on her doing another show. So I cannot confirm at this point whether Stacey will be appearing, but for drama's sake, let's all pray and hope. Now, whilst Michael Goonbag is 100% confirmed for the show, not only that, but he's also going to make absolute bank from it. The friend of Michael's told me that he's getting $90,000 to go on the show for just four weeks, plus the two weeks he'll have to quarantine, of course. But that is a huge step up from the $150 a day he was getting for Married at First Sight. Now, that is not even the interesting part of this story. The juicy bit is that Michael is currently already in a relationship. So he's going on the show, not exactly a single lad. He's currently dating a woman named Maddie Bloom. And according to a source, she's apparently very aware of his upcoming TV appearance. The friend of Maddie's said, Michael and Maddie have been dating since December. They are in a full-on relationship, but he's also in the middle of going through the casting process for X on the Beach, so it makes no sense. Maddie knows about it, but she is apparently okay with it because he has told her that he's just doing it for his career and the money. Another day, another reality star with a secret partner on the outside. What's new? Oh my God, oh my God. Another person who was asked to go on X on the Beach was Kieran, Kieran Stott. However, it fell through because none of his exes were keen to go on the show with him. I mean, <laughs> after what he did to them on Bachelor in Paradise, like, can we blame them? The producers of the show asked Jessica Brody, Renee and Kiki. But like I said, are we at all surprised that they turned down the offer after Kieran's 180 on Bachelor in Paradise? Hell to the no. Now, it's not all love loss for Kieran because So Dramatic can confirm that Kieran will be starring on the next Love Island UK series. Yes, Kieran is taking his super spreading to international heights. Gotta catch them all, right? I actually recently said that Bryce made me miss Kieran and it seems like I may have manifested this. Kieran is going on Love Island to fuck more shit up. I really do hope that Kieran is going on there for a redemption of sorts, but let's be honest, he's probably going on there for more super spreading. Love Island UK will begin filming in June and extend to July, 
And the show is going to stream here on Nine Now, so we can all tune in and watch Kieran get up to even more fuckboy antics. Now, Kieran is currently quarantining in Greece, which he's made no secret of because he's been posting so many TikToks every single day. And he will either be flying over to Mallorca, where they usually film Love Island in the villa, or they may actually be filming the series on the island of Crete due to COVID. An article from The Sun UK said, Contracts for this year's show have Mallorca written into them, but a source said there were backup options on the table if travel restrictions meant travel to the country were to be off limits. An insider explained, In a perfect world, Love Island would be filmed at the original villa they used, but the pandemic has meant contingency plans are more important than ever and other locations have been discussed for the show. The Greek island of Crete was one which became a favourite due to its accessibility and stunning locations. Details on the exact release date for the new series are yet to be confirmed, as is information on where this year's singletons will be living. However, the rumours about the Love Island 2021 contestants have already started, with Gordon Ramsay's daughter Holly tipped to be entering the villa. Imagine Kieran dating Gordon Ramsay's daughter. What a plot twist. Now, Kieran is not really hiding the fact that he's going overseas to film a show. He actually posted on the 9th of May that he was flying out of Melbourne to go overseas and he captioned the photo, I'll be back, just recharging. The photo was then inundated with friends wishing him luck. One of the more telling comments was from Love Island star Adam Ferrugia, who wrote, Good luck, my bro, I'll be streaming, which confirms he's definitely going on a TV show. Then stylist Bianca Rose wrote, good luck, babe, go win some hearts, which confirms that he's going on a dating TV show. Kieran then landed in Greece a day later and he posted a photo saying Greeks make the best coffee. And Aussie fuckboys by the name of Kieran, originally from the UK, break the most hearts. Oh my God, oh my God. Last week, I dropped some exciting Below Deck Australia tea hot from the cruise mess. So we all know by now that there is an Australian spin-off in the works and the boat is currently docked in Airlie Beach, Queensland, preparing for filming, which commences very, very soon, I'm told this week. Now, rumours have been flying about who will be the captain of the boat, which I revealed had been renamed Thalassus for the new spin-off series. And whilst I do not have exact confirmation about who the captain is, I can confirm that it is unfortunately not Captain Lee, which I know a lot of you were hoping it would be. Now, I have two lots of intel about who the captain is going to be. Let me read them out. One source tells So Dramatic, My friend who is staying at Airlie Beach saw the camera crew arriving in a van, a bunch of people with Bravo TV lanyards, and security on the dock where the yacht is. She asked the receptionist at her apartment if she'd heard anything, and this is what she said. I was talking to the receptionist, and I asked if she'd heard of the series, and she said... They had a guest and he randomly brought up the series and asked if she'd heard of it. And she said no. And he was like, well, I'm the captain of it. And he stayed in our apartment. How crazy is that? I did ask if it was Captain Lee and she said it wasn't and said maybe he was pulling her leg, but he did just randomly bring it up. So it doesn't look like it's Lee. Now, as I was going to record this episode, I got some more hot tea about Below Deck Australia just in time. So let me read that out now. It says, hi, firstly, I enjoy your podcast and so stoked that you're covering some Below Deck. I'm currently in Airlie working on a boat and I watched them film their first episode today. They had issues with the boat and didn't leave the dock until night. The charter was still going ahead. I saw the guests enjoy their jet skis and whatnot. 
I can also confirm the captain is Australian. And from my stalking abilities, I couldn't recognize any old below deck stars. I believe the first charter guests were Australian, but I couldn't really confirm just based on what accents I could try to pick out. Also, the boat's name is a disguise. Its real name is Kerry Lee 3, which we do know it's been renamed The Lassa. Now, funnily enough, someone else actually sent me a video of the guests on Below Deck today as well. They are a young group of friends. There is two blonde girls and two brunette girls, and then four brunette guys. They are all sitting on the deck enjoying champagne and lunch and pretty much just cruising about in the luxurious boat. They've also taken a video of the inside, so I'm going to post that on Instagram as well. Go and check it out. The boat is actually insane. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just a quick update on Abby Chatfield and her romance with Danny Clayton because I seriously get at least one message per day asking me if they're still dating or not. One recent listener DM'd me and said, Hey, the tea on Abby Chatfield and Danny Clayton, question mark. Have you noticed he's gone from appearing on her snaps daily to nothing at all for the past six weeks? Yes, yes, I did. And she didn't even hang out with him on his birthday. And he was originally going to be the one going to Darwin with her before it got cancelled and rescheduled. T. So let's just clear that up. Confirm or deny once and for all. So I spoke to a friend of Danny's and they explained the situation to me and said... Yes, Abby and Danny are 100% over. They've been over for quite a few weeks now. Danny ended things after not wanting to settle down and be official with Abby. He never wanted anything serious and didn't want to be connected to the reality TV world like that. So he ended it. No incest for Danny. I am told that Abby was left heartbroken as she desperately hoped things would eventuate between them. And it's a huge reason of why she moved to Sydney in the first place. I think they're still friendly, but it's definitely over in a romantic sense. Lucky for Abby, she's got a woman's best friend in Bush. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So we confirm or deny. At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. This week, Bachelor runner-up and full-time influencer, part-time colorblind contestant, Bella Varellis. She caused a little bit of controversy on the old IG. Much like the red versus pink rose debate that led me to eventually getting blocked by Bella. Now, Bella has once again put our color palettes and Pantone shades and patience to the test. This week, she posted a photo of herself wearing a gray jumper and blue jeans with the caption, baby blues. She then added, currently in the middle of a big change and I can't wait to share it with you all. Brackets, hint, the clue is in the caption. Close brackets. Then she did an emoji of a blue butterfly and a pink flower. Now, speculation started with many followers assuming that Bella must be pregnant since she made the reference baby blues, which is a phrase used to describe the feelings of sadness many women experience after giving birth. Or perhaps maybe she was starting work with the Butterfly Foundation, Australia's eating disorder clinic. But Bella's big news was even bigger than those two things put together. Way bigger than a sponsorship with an amazing foundation and way bigger than a bun in the oven. Drum roll, please. Pause for dramatic effect. Bella dyed the front tendrils of her hair pink. Two freaking <laughs> strands of pink hair. Guys, duh. She had a pink flower emoji in her caption. How did we not know this? How did we not guess it? 
Now, the backlash was quick and people rightly pointed out that Bella was baiting pregnancy and was being incredibly offensive to women who may be struggling to fall pregnant or who may be suffering from postpartum depression themselves. Bella justified this by saying her grey jumper was in fact baby blue and that her outfit was all blue as well. Excuse me while I call my optometrist because Bella has been gaslighting colours again. And in the midst of the backlash... Bella did what Bella does best, deflex. We were treated to a two-minute rant on Instagram stories where she opened it up, pointing to her pink hair and saying that behavior on some of us is fucking ridiculous. And we are all dumb for not knowing that the big, big announcement was a trip to her hairdressers. The rant is literally two minutes long and full to the brim of gaslighting and calling us all boring and severely dramatic. I'm sorry. Have I been drinking mushroom tea? Am I on a trip bigger than the one those crack smoking producers were on? Let me play it for you now because it is honestly so unbelievable. You just have to hear it for yourselves. (laughs) Okay, we need to have a little chat because the behavior on some of you is fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Okay, so the reason I put baby blue is because my whole outfit was blue. The clue was I'm going through a little change right now, currently going through a little change, and I put a pink emoji. Pink, going through change, I've gone back to brunette or on my way back to brunette. And I think you guys would get it, and some of you actually did, because in my stories I tagged myself at my hairdresser. <laughs> um I don't know how I think some of you were like, oh, you're cradling your stomach. No, I was holding my jumper like some of you were like she's attention seeking and this annoys me because pretty much every second caption is me asking you guys a question where would you travel if you got the chance what do you think about my blonde or brunette guess what I'm doing here or what am I doing there and I do this because I want to involve you guys and I want to include you guys and I want to be able to like open the opportunity to like chat with you guys in the comments so it's not like me uploading photos of myself it's me actually engaging with you guys which I love doing and I know most of you 98% of you do like that too what I have noticed is that the people that I'm getting the hate messages from and the hate comments and the ones that are so sensitive you don't like me you don't follow me so stop looking at my shit (laughs) do us all a favor because it's ridiculous honestly i'm making the move back to brunette um some of you actually got it i had a couple messages being like something to do with the pink flower in your hair and i was like hey sherlock holmes up in this Um, so yeah, but it was really cool. I just thought it would be a little bit of fun in the comments. Um, I love getting you guys involved in what I'm doing. Um, but let me know what you think of the pink hair. And, um, what else? I was going to say something else and now I've forgotten. I can't remember. But also someone said that I should consider doing a line of jeans. That's not a bad idea because I can never find a good pair of jeans that fit me the way that I want them to. I know. So (laughs) Bella gave us a literal Martin Scorsese length trailer to announce that she was dyeing her hair. Well, no, just two streaks of hair pink. The whole debacle honestly read as if you were writing a skit for an influencer. (laughs) But no, this is real life. The influencer circle of life. 
say something insensitive and clickbaity, get the engagement up, then call everyone ridiculous and bullies and haters when they point out your insensitivity or show any little bit of interest in trying to figure out the clues you're dropping left, right and center, then don't apologize, lather, rinse, repeat. Someone in Bella's comments actually said that they had struggled with postpartum depression and that this caption was not okay, to which Bella very eloquently (laughs) and gracefully responded. Guys, calm down. I said baby blue because my outfit is freaking blue. Stop being so sensitive. Wow. We love character development here at So Dramatic. (laughs) From the softly spoken runner-up on Batch to the full-blown influencer mode meltdown. Stay tuned for more on this developing story of Bella's hair next week. Just kidding. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus on the case again this week, guys. So last episode, I had a friend of Jake's come forward to So Dramatic and confirm that Jake and Sophie had split and they explained the reason why they had split. Go back and listen to episode 74 with all the tea about their messy timeline and even messier breakup. If you haven't already, it is just way too long to even try to recap again. In fact, it was so long it needed an entire episode of its own. Now, after that episode dropped, all hell broke loose. Sophie confirmed the news herself, writing on Instagram, His values and character certainly do not align with my own and I wish him all the best to get the help he needs. Then after seeing this, Jake's friend and radio announcer, Mel Grieg, stepped into the ring and dropped an absolute bombshell on the So Dramatic Instagram page, pretty much confirming everything that was covered on the podcast episode. Now bear with me because what she said is literally longer than the New Testament. Mel wrote, I really don't like getting involved in this drama and I can only imagine the drama that will follow this post. (laughs) Monkey covering their eyes emoji face. But (laughs) after a few whines, I actually can't deal. Story of my life. Without a doubt, Jake has made mistakes in his past and he owns that. However, given I'm apparently involved in the breakup, (laughs) I'm going to share a few words. Fuck, I love this so much. Sophie is not comfortable with Jake and I being friends and being in contact. Jake Jake and I have a very platonic friendship that evolves around our mental health work. We have the same values and beliefs. Sophie felt uncomfortable with our friendship and felt that Jake was crossing boundaries and being disrespectful by being my friend. And that has played a big part in their breakup. Ironically, Sophie and I have known each other for years and she was part of my cyberbullying campaign. I contacted her to try to understand what I could do to help her feel at ease, but for weeks, my messages to her have gone unanswered. Jake won't be happy that I'm sharing this story. (laughs) Brackets. Sorry, Jake. (laughs) Close brackets. But I'm actually sick of seeing my friends smashed. Why are we only looking at the negatives and thinking the worst of someone? Jake has saved lives with his mental health program, and that's what I'd like to focus on. I understand cheating and deceitful behavior, brackets, ex-husband, close brackets. And I'm not saying Jake is perfect, but he's not a monster. And please stop reading into all the bullshit you hear. And no, I won't be responding to any comments as much as I want to. And no, I won't be deleting this post. (laughs) Phone rings in five, four, three, two, one. (laughs) That is honestly the most iconic Instagram comment I've ever read. But wait, 
There's more. It didn't end there. The next morning, Mel decided to detonate another bomb and she did it without the excuse of too many wines to fall back on. Brave woman. Mel wrote again on the So Dramatic Instagram page. Update. I've spoken to Sophie overnight and yes, this was an issue for them, but apparently it was part of a bigger issue at play. Sophie has made me aware of other issues which are concerning and I'm just trying to hear both sides of the story first, but out of fairness for Sophie, it's important for me to be transparent where I can be. It's hard watching your friends go through so much and <laughs> and Sav Blanc Mel <laughs> wanted to respond last night and protect her friend because it did involve me. What now might unfold should only be based on facts and evidence and I won't intervene on it, but please be kind to these two. They are in an awful and heartbreaking situation. We all became obsessed with the TV show and love story, but this is real life now and people are hurting. The plot thickens once again. This plot would honestly make a Days of Our Lives writer cry. It is just so <laughs> juicy. And side note, moving forward, I would now like to be referred to as Sav Blanc Meg. Actually, no, Spicy Marg Meg. BRB, updating my Instagram bio, updating my LinkedIn page, updating my Facebook and every other page associated with me. Now, that was not all. The story then took another twist and turn on Sunday night when Jake's ex-wife, Beck, entered the ring as well. Let me read out what Beck had to say. She wrote, I got an unexpected call last night from someone who needed to confide in me. She has never met me, but we shared a similar experience with someone who we hope we can get the help they need. Because although this person hurt us, he deserves support to change his mindset. Beck went on to say quite a bit. I've actually posted that on Instagram at So Dramatic Podcast. I think that one is best if you go on there and have a little read. But the first paragraph is what was important to me because I messaged Beck saying, okay, you just dropped this bomb. Please explain who is the person you spoke to on the phone and who is the guy that needs help. And Beck confirmed to me that the person she spoke to on the phone was Sophie and the person in question was Jake. What I would have done to be a fly on the wall of that combo. Let me tell you. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. Guys, that is not all the tea I've got for you today. I have split this episode up into two parts again this week because I had so many huge stories to cover. And as you know, by the time you all listen to this, our 2021 Bachelorette was announced to be Brooke Blurden. And I feel that this news is pretty special and deserves a whole episode of its own to dissect all of the juicy details surrounding how the decision came to be. Plus, I have some fresh intel on the casting, the production, Brooke's timeline of past relationships, and which other reality stars missed out on being cast for the role. So go and listen to episode 76 now for part two. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So dramatic with Megan Pistetto.